you wonderful, unique beings. It's Tuesday, October 10th. It's so weird saying that it's October already and seeing the leaves change, but whatever. But we're here to talk sports. sports. Hey. <sighs> and we'll do so every Tuesday. Uh, today we got a good show. Hopefully it's not as long as it was last week. Uh, but, you know, sometimes we got a lot of shit to say and we're just going to say what we have to. Uh, some some. Weird injuries happened. Uh, more Achilles injuries uh, happened. Uh, some of your, your actual, I just saw one of your linemen went down. Uh, Anthony oh. Richardson uh, is is going to miss at least a month, which we'll 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 touch base on that a little bit. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, <laughs> him and this Colts relationship is very very weird, but he finally got the extension he wanted. Mac Jones benched again. I cannot wait to talk about this. Mac Jones. Uh, uh, there's there was a couple of trades as well in the, in the NFL as well too, and then we'll get into our winners and our uh, our winner, our dubs and our L's uh, for this week. Uh, there's also a little honorable mention there for a particular team that uh, we are very very fond of. Power rankings, uh, which definitely changed. I'm sure Sam has questions again, which I'm ready for. Uh, go through, and then we'll jump right into our picks. And get with that. And, and Sam's got a little uh, MLB update for us since there's uh, some brooms that have been pulled out, some teams that are gone and sitting at home. So uh, very, very intrigued to see what uh, we're in the the next round of the playoffs, right? Wild card is over in the next round, right? Division series. Yep. Yep. There we go. So uh, that'll be very, very interesting. But let's let's get back to uh, getting this this done right. So now to introduce the most dominant tag team from the East. The brains Ooh. of the team, our number cruncher. He's the advisor. Sam, what's up, Sam? What's up, my friend? You know, just got a little headache, you know, but we'll okay. we'll, we'll make it through. Maybe. Talking Who knows? Might, yeah, we'll figure it out. I might pass out in the middle of this, but, you know, it'd be okay. Uh, <laughs> and I am the other half of the duo. My name is Brandon. Uh, I'm just here so I don't get fined. And this is episode 111 of the Chasing Points podcast. So let's just jump right into this, Sam. Uh, talked about it at the top. Anthony Richardson, our boy, uh, is set to miss at least a month. Uh, diagnosed with a grade three AC joint sprain. That sounds absolutely terrible. Um, uh, from a guy that has dislocated both of his shoulders uh, and have anything to do in that region. Uh, yeah, no. Mm -mm. You no. dislocated both? shoulders not at the yeah. same time no well actually <laughs> story I time did, <laughs> I, I did so i dislocated one of my shoulders and then i went to visit uh my buddies in uh quinnipiac you know actually both of them, er, eric and eric and brendan shout out to them yep. whatever up, so we were out and about had a night of sake i rolled my ankle on uh you know the the planters and on the concrete like, you know how it has, like, the lip, an elevated lip? So yeah, I wasn't yeah. paying attention because, you know, a little, little inebriated. Roll my ankle in that. So these guys are carrying me. So they're carrying me down the stairs. They're, they're carrying me when we get back to the the uh, the dorm. And my my right shoulder had already been dislocated from playing flag uh, before I had come up there. And then we were laughing so hard. I forgot who. I don't, I don't know if it was Brendan or Eric, but they dropped me. And I fell on my other shoulder. And my dislocated my other shoulder, so I was up there with two dislocated shoulders and a sprained ankle. Yeah, Man. 
Yeah, it was not well, great. Um, we need a bonus pod. You just breaking down all of your injury history. injuries. There's a lot. Yeah. Uh, they they say go and play sports and do things like that, and then you get a ton of injuries. It's just a part of life, but you just keep going. Um, yeah, I, I I didn't know about this Anthony Richardson uh, injury occurring. I was out and about uh, doing some fall activities uh, Ooh, in the Northeast. Say, so, there you go. And Sam told I me and I was like, stuff. I didn't see it. What happened? Dude, I think I thought he broke his collarbone. So he came, I don't know if you ended up seeing it, but he just came down flat, like in the, uh, in the flat, he just, someone tackled him and he came up. And even when he was walking to the, um, when he was walking to the locker room, his arm was just dead and he was holding it like this. I thought he broke his collarbone. I've done that too. Yeah. So what? it's not fun. Yeah. Not fun. Man, yeah, you Sam. need some, some, get those bones strong, my friend. No, that was when I was a kid. Like, I had, that has not happened since. That was actually my only broken bone in life. Let me knock on wood real quick so that doesn't uh, go down that path. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't get to see it. I'm, I don't think I want to yeah, see it. No, um, no way, man. I, I, I think I'm good on that one. It popped up and I was like, that's a mess. It's not great. Um, he just comes back from concussion and then he just goes right back out with with an injury. And it's and it's crazy because I want to see his ceiling. And now the guy that is we're going to talk about next is coming back to play because he signed a three year extension, forty two million dollars. That's Jonathan Taylor. It's really weird how they sign him after the running back that has been replacing him has been doing so well. Does it doesn't nothing and that he had happens over. Shot. What happened? Zach Moss. Zach Moss had another crazy night. Yeah. Nothing that happens over in that organization like surprises me anymore, or I should say it does, but I'm just like, makes sense. It's Jim Irsay and his organization. Like it's just a circus over there. I, I just don't I don't get it. Like you you say you refuse to pay Jonathan Taylor, you put him on the pup when he's not hurt, really. He's he's openly said I'm I'm really not hurt. Uh, and here we are now you get an extension. Yeah. He had ankle surgery in like January and, uh, the whole thing's odd. I mean, Anthony Richardson, when he's on the field dynamic, he, uh, he puts up points, you know, he puts up fantasy points. He's, he, he does a lot, but he's, I don't have it in front of me, but has he even played like three complete games in the last five? No. The, the value of this is Gardner Minshew is probably the top backup quarterback you'd want like that. That's a backup right now. And he's won two games for him. They're three and two. I don't think a lot of people expected it. And yeah, they're doing it without Jonathan Taylor too, who they're going to allegedly ease back in over the next month. But the stalemates over. Yeah. He signed that three-year deal. I think it was 26 million guaranteed. I don't really know what he was looking for and like where the compromise was, mm -hmm. but they played hardball for a while with him. And there was, you know, a lot going on there, but I guess he's happy now. seemed like he wasn't really happy. Uh, now I think he's like the third highest paid running back in the league. So kudos. I mean, the, the guy's talented enough to do it. It's just, it, yeah, it is an odd situation because of the you know what Zach Moss is doing in that Shane Steichen offense, which you know very well and has had success with guys not as talented as Jonathan Taylor, as yeah. you also know. Yeah, uh, I, I'm just I'm happy Jonathan Taylor is back, and I'm sure a lot of fantasy owners that had him 
sitting on that injured reserve <laughs> as he was there are going to be happy to put him in. Uh, hopefully Eventually. he does not put out the product that he put out last year uh, because I had him last year. Didn't go too great for me, so uh, we'll we'll see. Fantasy well, popped off this weekend too. By the way, it was well, he only had like four fantasy points this week. So again, he's back in there. But yeah, yeah, that's something. Eighteen <laughs> I, rushing I can, yards, sixteen I, receiving yards. It, it'll be it'll they'll ramp it up. We'll see what happens. Uh, what what I'm curious to see what's going to happen is what's going on with Matt Jones, what's going on with Bill Belichick. Uh, what's going on with the Patriots? Uh, that is literally a dumpster fire up there at this point. Mac Jones, I think I said it when he was drafted. I, I said he, I don't see what the hype is about this young man. I, I've never really did. Uh, yes, he is a talented quarterback. He's better than anybody you know just walking on the street unless they're a former quarterback uh, in an NFL. But I, I just... They're not going to win with him. And and to go even further, I I was watching first take as a reference, and it, it kind of mirrored what I thought as well uh, and have thought for a while. And I think you as well have, have thought this too. Is it time for Bill Belichick to give up the reins of being the GM? Because uh, uh, his drafts have been absolutely terrible. Dude, we've been I, talking I mean, about this since we started this podcast almost yeah. what three years ago. Yeah, it's been uh, yeah, it's a disaster. I don't have any of that data in front of me, but I'm you know I'll certainly dive into it. It's it's been a mess. Um, yeah, just he whiffs on a, a lot. They haven't been able to draft a wide receiver in like twenty years. You know, um, fell into something with Tom Brady. You know, I don't think they ever expected a sixth round pick to no. you know be the greatest quarterback of all time and lead them to all those super bowls it's it's an interesting dynamic with bill because he's he's what 70 years old he could <laughs> easily hang it up protect being quote the greatest coach of all time and just you know enjoy enjoy life i don't i don't know i don't know how to gauge that i don't think anyone that know that is even familiar with the patriots you know, guessing what Bill Belichick is thinking or doing is a fool's errand in that regard. But as far as the GM goes, I mean, it this this team is not very talented. There's not a lot of depth on this team, and you're seeing it now. Judon's hurt. Um, you know, they what uh, Juju got a concussion. Like, there's you know, a couple linemen are out. They're, the cupboards bare here, and they're trending. I think they have a top five pick if the if the draft was tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're. Do they get a top five pick? Do they get one of the? Do they get in the Caleb Williams, Drake May, whoever else sweepstakes? They should. Is Bill? Does Bill want to do that? And that's why. That's what I'm know? saying. It, it should not be up to Bill anymore. It, it Bill Bill has already proven that relying on him. It has not helped. And and I mean this when Tom was there and when Tom post Tom. Because there's nobody that they've drafted that I'm just like, well, obviously they draft well defensively. Offensively, absolutely not. I mean, they have Christian Gonzalez who's down for the rest of the year, which is sad because he's such a monster. Uh, and he for, fell for to them there, and that was that was a great pickup. It, it was. It was. They they did the right thing in that. But I I, I mean 
we know that they've drafted some good players in the past, some legendary players in the past, but it, the track record is terrible. And if I'm, if I am Robert Kraft, I'm sitting here and saying, well, we clearly see that we don't have the quarterback of the future on our roster. So now at this point, we're in the sweepstakes for one of these really, really good young quarterbacks from college right now. And I'm telling you right now, I would just basically be at this point like, you know what? Tell the fans, like, we're just going to ride this out and see what happens. And I know it's not going to be the product that you want, but we're going to start to build in the future. And that way you can put Mac on notice because he's still going to be there. I'm, I'm assuming his deal is still intact after the season. Uh, yeah, but still allow them. Deal. they'll have yeah. to pick up his decide on that fifth year option. Which I mean, he'd be a good backup. He'd be a good backup. That's what I said to you before. I think he's going to be a great backup because that's exactly what his talent level has shown. He he's he's not it at all. Uh, but I also believe that they need they really need uh, a really good offensive coordinator, and I don't think they've had that also for since since McDaniel's really kind of left. Um, but I don't know, Sam. I don't know what they do. I don't Dude, know what I they was, do here. I was reading something in the Athletic, and they and I didn't even really think of this, but the they quoted the loss of institutional knowledge and all of the high higher ups that in in the front office that have left for other jobs, whether they were successful or not. Okay, these guys were all successful together, and it's you know anyone you know not only the front office but the coaching staff too. I mean, yeah. Brian yeah. Flores, right? Josh McDaniels may not be a great coach, but he's a hell of a coordinator. Um, you know, Chad but O'Shea, he, Nick Casario, they're mentioned here, Ernie Adams, a bunch of front office guys. So it's like Matt Patricia for defense, because he he actually yeah. it does help them defensively. And yeah, and uh what they were, you know, the bread and butter of this team's always been special teams. I mean, mm-hmm. Bill's not afraid to draft kickers and punters and long no. snappers. No. Um but should you be doing that in the middle rounds of a, a draft when you haven't really had a consistent kicking game or you let your consistent <laughs> kickers go like Nick Folk? So it's like, <laughs> you know, what just made me think what you just made me think of when you said that is like that's like Bills is out here playing like fantasy football. <laughs> it's like he's just out here like, all right, well, they just got a running back and they got a quarterback. You know, I'm gonna get my kicker early because I need to get those extra <laughs> points, uh, just to go from there. You know, and just imagine him doing it with his stone face, uh, just just out here. There's, I, there's I'm, a... I'm, I'm, I'm I'm now. That's what I'm gonna think if he continues to be the GM. I'm just gonna think that he's just playing this as fantasy football. Dude, it's it's weird because I get the whole zigging when people zag or zagging when people zig kind of thing. I get yeah. that, but tradition like this team still plays like. You know, since they've lost the that two tight end set that they made popular and, and bringing in that extra lineman as mm-hmm. the as the receiver and doing all that trickery. Not really trickery. I mean, just Bill knows the rule book better than anybody and he exploits should, yeah. the loopholes and good for him because that's part of the game. But since doing all that, it's like, okay, we're gonna run the ball and we're gonna play really good defense, and that can work. Uh, especially when you don't have a talented quarterback, which again, they're running back. Uh, well, Ramondre Stevenson and Zeke, and Ramondre is not having a great year. The line's banged up, uh, you know, and again, the defense is is hurting there. But they've been outscored in their last two games by a ridiculous number. I was trying to look 
look it up and i know i think i sent it to you at some point or sent it to, to one of my patriot friends fan friends but it's they've just been blown out the last two games uh you have a saints team coming into foxborough i know you picked the saints i picked the patriots and the only reason i did was i didn't think bill was gonna let his team lose after getting their butts kicked in Dallas. It ain't the same build. I, I think people are starting yeah. to. Yeah, you're right. You're right. To sit there and be like, "All right, well, you can't beat us." So, Ramondre Ramond- Stevens, uh, Stevenson. Yeah. yeah. Uh, of course, he's gonna have a bad season when teams and teams are doing what Bill does. Okay. Well, we know that you have a. This is your offense, really. Beat us by throwing then. And if you're gonna put the ball in Matt Jones' hands, which he's proven to throw you out of a game, beat us that way. If you can't beat us that way, we're not we're gonna stop the run. So of course they're gonna pack the box, load the box. Now you beat us, and it hasn't happened. And it's gonna continue to be that way until you have offensive threats. Like I, I can just sit here and think of the names that they went out and got wide receiver. Like recently, they they went and got Juju Smith Schuster this this year. They got uh, Nelson Aguilar. Uh, like a couple years ago, right? They went and got Jalen Mills as a, a, a corner for, for their defense, right? They, they've gone and got players that are kind of just like Bill's just collecting other people's trash and trying to make it into treasure. But a lot of things are disguised when you have 12 under center, like it, he can play, he can disguise a lot of defenses mistakes or make a guy uh, that is not considered to be like a great a uh, receiver or great running back, he can make them look great. You don't yeah. have that guy anymore. So now you got to go and get that guy and stop acting like you can just do this this patchwork situation of, hey, I'm just going to use this and, and this is going to be the interim until we really do this. But then you get to the draft and then you don't do anything. Remember how excited we were when they did uh, during that offseason, when they went and got Henry, uh, they they traded for all these other people. We were like, wow, the Patriots are actually making moves. Like the fact that we were all getting excited about them making moves says a lot about what they don't do. Yeah, they finally spent money, right? Gian yeah. was part of that. Johnny yeah. uh, Smith didn't work out. Hunter mm-hmm. Henry, if he gets the ball, is can still be a, a dynamic tight end. Correct. But he probably spends too much time blocking. I don't know. I don't spend too much time watching Patriot games. I don't either. Um, I could care less. But yeah. And we've talked about the whole legacy thing where, you know, all of these star legacy quarterbacks are tied to great head coaches with probably the exception of like Peyton Manning, right? Because Peyton, yeah. not that he didn't have great coaching, Dungy. I mean, yeah, Dungy. But not for the whole time, right? No. You know, where you see some of these other guys that have been tied throughout Drew Brees and Peyton and uh, Montana and and then Shula and, uh, you know, and, and all of that. It all, they're married together. Yeah. But Bill without Tom Brady is like, he has an under 500 winning percentage. Yeah. Prior he's to 80 and, and 92. Yeah. Yeah. He's 80 and 92. That's 465. Mm-hmm. And with Brady, he's 219 and 64, 774 winning percentage. He had one winning season before Tom Brady showed up. Mm-hmm. And he's had one winning season since yes. Tom Brady left. It's it's hard. Think- it's, it's, it's hard because he's still the greatest. He's still one of the greatest. Yeah, but but at but what point? See, this at is. What point? I know. This, this, at what point do we stop saying that? Because if if he hasn't, he had one winning season before Tom, and one season winning season after Tom. What's the common denominator here? Tom. Like it's it's just we gotta stop 
doing this because it, it's we do this in our regular life, Sam. Like if something doesn't add up, then the factor that is now removed from it is the reason that this is no longer yep. adding up to what it used to be before. Like we 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 make it so big because he's won all these rings. Yeah, he won these rings with Tom. He hasn't won a ring without Tom. So it's just like, but Tom's won a ring without him. So it's hey, he's like, won. I mean, he has those. Technically, he has those giant rings, but yeah, I understand. Yeah, I understand. but you know what I'm saying exactly. So it's just like, and those those defenses and special teams were insane in the 80s. Um, it also helps when you have LT, but it does. But I, yeah. I will also say this again. I'm just very happy seeing New England suffer like this. So uh, you can feel also, what the league feels like for all these is, years. This might be controversial, especially coming from a Jets fan. Maybe I'm bitter. He also hasn't got caught cheating in a while. Just saying. I'm just throwing it out there. Um, Sam's getting a little spicy. I like it. I'm, hey, it's it's there. I, I'm not, I'm not hey, arguing. The I like the spiciness. I like bend the spiciness. The rules all you want, my friend. Uh, hey, listen, it's uh, the Tuck Rule Bowl this weekend too because they are they're playing the Raiders, but that's a whole other thing. Uh, two quick trades that happened to to close this out before we get into our uh, dubs and L's. Uh, Randy Gregory was traded to the Niners, uh, and Chase Claypool was traded to the Dolphins. Uh, Two players that have kind of were at talked about at one point, not to a, a nauseating extent, but they were talked about. They were popular players at one point in time, and now they're kind of like, okay, just pieces to be added. We we said Sam and I off air uh, about Chase Claypool going to the Dolphins and how he could be a piece. Like if he can even be a a quarter of what he was with the Steelers in that season that he broke out, uh, they they are getting a, a guy that they can just throw it up to in the red zone. You have to worry about that amongst the speed on top of that. So uh, my understanding is that they're, they're potentially thinking about using him at tight end, uh, which is very interesting to me because he has the height, but it makes sense. And then Randy Gregory going to the Niners, already explosive pass rush. Uh, they just get now another guy for depth. Uh, that can still potentially get to the quarterback. But it's also just crazy to me to touch base on that, Sam, is that he was able – he got paid big. He chose not to go to the yep. Cowboys. He got paid yep. big by the Broncos, and now it's pretty much whatever. It's it's also pretty much whatever with all Broncos because my understanding, the rumor is everybody on the defense is available at this point in time for trade. So that e- even includes – Sertan, too? Even includes Ooh. Patrick Sertan. Sign me up. Uh, you chill out. You got, me. got a great defense. Not me. You got a great defense. I can't right? afford Patrick Sertans. <laughs> I'll drive him to the airport. I'll pick him up at Newark, that, though. That's if fair. To, that's fair. to go to the Meadowlands. I appreciate you for that. I'm sure he would, too. Uh, <laughs> winners and losers, or formerly known as winners, winners, uh, winners and losers, uh, tongue twister, apparently. Dubs and L's, uh, going right into this. I've said openly on here that I would not talk about this team for the rest of the year. And then they went ahead and they won on Thursday, which uh, blew my mind. It's the bears. This is, they, they have been saying openly and Sam, you know, they've been saying it openly because you watched some of the things that I watched uh, their front office, put out things, uh, you know, we're getting to where we need to get to. And I laughed when they said that I said, Oh, okay. You're getting to where you need to get to great things to say. And then they let Justin Fields be Justin Fields. And it worked out. And for some reason, um, 
I don't know. I don't know why they thought about doing this now, but uh, they decided to throw the ball to DJ Moore, um, the guy that you traded for, uh, that we knew was underused in Carolina, uh, and then you didn't use him here, and then you're finally like, you know what? Let's try something this week. Maybe if we get the ball to DJ, something might happen. We, we don't know. We'll last week too. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. He, they, he also had a big week last week. So yeah, yeah something changed after yeah. the buck kicking uh, by the by the uh, Chiefs. There, totally opened up the playbook. He just Justin took more on himself. I I'm not sure, but what do you have to lose if, at okay. this point? Just let them go. Let them play. Just let them play. Cam Newton said something that was he had a conversation with RG three, and I actually want to watch this full uh, interview. It was on a podcast, but. He said they are overcomplicating things in Chicago. He said Justin Fields is such a good young player. He said the issue is these these coaches complicate football. Football is supposed to be fun. He said, but then you get up and he called out a play like Z trip, uh, ocean oceanberry wide Z like crazy. That he was like, you you got to remember all of that. He was like, make football simple. It's supposed to be fun and simple. And I. He said it, and I just think about the years that I play football and, and whatnot. It's just like, just make it fun. If you make it fun, these guys are going to go out there. It's supposed to be fun while you're out there playing. And maybe they got, maybe they that just fell into their system, and now they're going to have fun with it. I don't know. The verdict's still out. We'll see. But shout out to the Bears. Yeah, they they kick the the commanders, the football team, the commanders, butt on Thursday night, and. It was insane. Like, did not expect that at all. But it uh, it's continuing to happen. Just let the kid play. Uh, I I don't know if you know too much about the offense he was running at Ohio State, mm-hmm. or you know what they could take there and make him successful at the next level here. But he certainly, you know, you know who Justin Fields is, and you yeah. have to like. You know, the arrogance of some, and we talked about this last week, the arrogance of some coaching staffs where it's like, you're just yes. going to do my thing. Yes. It's like, and we've, and I've mentioned this to you before, like, all right, new coaching staff, I'm going to run a four, three. Well, we have the personnel for a three, four. What do you No, Well, the, this is the scheme I run. Well, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't know to tell you, there needs to be some kind of compromise here. And there should be, you know, there should always and, be, and there should be. And it's an ever-evolving league, and you never have the right answer because once you do, the league catches up. And you know now, Justin needs to prove that he can be an accurate passer. He can he can uh, throw on the run. He can throw, make quick decisions, and that that could take time. Uh, I mean, but he's got all the talent, no doubt. And I wanted to kill, I wanted to kill Ryan Pools for the Chase Claypool trade. Not you know, give him give him the original, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, giving up a second round pick that ended up being a high second there. Um, but you know, he he robbed the uh Panthers at gunpoint for um in that in that trade uh to go back to nine. Now they could potentially have the number one pick or a probably number one pick next year. Panthers don't look good. DJ Moore and uh that spot, you know, was you know, whoever they got to tackle at, at nine there. It's just a great trade. I think, I think it's so funny um, that we, 
I think it's so funny that GMs do this, that they trade with teams that are are basically terrible. And then, or I should say the terrible team trades with another team to get some stuff, and they give away their high first-round pick. As if you think your team is going to be good the following year. Like, why are you giving away a future pick? Like, I I, I see you're trying to make a chess move, and you're like, well, we're going to be a few years away, but you're going to be terrible, so you're going to get something at the top of that draft. Like, why... Why does that happen? Do you believe in, I guess you believe in your guy. You get, you're just, he's it. This, we need Bryce Young Mm -hmm. on this team. We know we're going to need to give up a lot, especially we're picking ninth in the draft and it's going to take a lot to get to number one. I mean, Mm -hmm. look at the, the Andrew Luck RG three year. Just mentioned him. The, the Rams gave up three ones. Um, The Rams moved up from six to two or moved back from two to six rather and, uh, you know, Washington gave up all those picks. It didn't work out. Yeah. But, it, yeah. you know, a lot of things failed RG3, including his his health and just staying He should healthy. be in the league right but, now. Yeah. He should be in the league right you now. Know, you believe in your dude and, and you, you know, you kind of get tunnel vision sometimes. And, and you know, they had to have known that this Panthers team wasn't going to be that good. Even well, I don't, though, I don't think well, they believe that by going and getting Frank Reich and getting that that team. I thought they believe, especially with Frank having being a quarterback. The guru. South is wide open, you know. Yeah. But I, I believe that's what they thought. They thought Frank getting Frank along with Bryce, this would be the answer. But sometimes, as I've said on here plenty of times, you need things to to mold together, and you need time. So, like I told Sam about Zach Wilson. Uh, speaking of uh, things that need some time and with a good quarterback who's your winner who's your I have the Jaguars we talked about it I really wanted to pick the Jaguars last week I just thought the Bills were a better team but kind of brought up the point that the Jaguars have been in England they know and they know they live how there to play. They, they know live there. how to play there mm-hmm. and the bill I found out uh last night the Bills didn't get to England till Friday morning see what what so didn't you, cho- you, know, you chose the Bills, right, to win that game? I did. And I, I chose yeah. the Jags for that exact reason is because I knew and, there was and I, and we talked about yep. that, and I'm like, yep. I totally underplayed that mm-hmm. because one team was ready to play. The other team looked like they were in quicksand. Uh, yep. So, you know, it was, uh, you know, it was a performance by Jaguars. Travis Etienne uh, just showed the dynamic player that he is. Ridley and, got me 20, and he was yeah. sitting on my bench, you know, Ooh, in fantasy. Yeah. Love that. Love three times. And the, this Bills defense just, I know there were a lot of complaints about the turf at, at um, you know, in Totten, but uh, like concrete turf, they were calling it. And uh, Matt Milano got hurt. Uh, uh, one of their defensive tackles got hurt. They're both lost towards Peck. They're both lost for the year. This is a defense that just lost uh, uh, one of the best defensive backs in the league, uh, Trey White there. So this this Bills team is coming back to the States reeling here. Beat up. Beat up, and uh, you know I don't think either of these teams have buys either. But you know I, the Jaguars probably would have won this game the way they were playing, even if the Bills were yeah not there on Tuesday or yeah. whatever it was. I I think that the for the Bills, I think this game has knocked them out of being a possible Super Bowl contender. 
these past two weeks, I should say, more than anything, have knocked them out of that contention because they lost some really good defensive players. They're getting Von Miller back, which is going to be great. But that that back half of the, the defense, you needed that. Um, and and Josh Allen is, is turning it on a little bit. But he this guy, as I've said to you on so many, he is the mystery of the NFL. Is because one week he is absolutely going against the Dolphins and putting numbers up. And then the following week is just like, who are you? How did you sneak into the building? Right, um, <laughs> playing in, uh, playing on a, a pitch over there in Europe. I mean, you're playing on a field that is supposed to be played for football, not American football, European football. Of course, the field is not made for that. I also believe, as you know, I believe turf should just be banned all over the place. But it is what it is. I know why it's done. Um, but that's that. But the Jags. They're 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 a mystery team, man. They really, really are a mystery team. Is because it's like they have a lot of talent and they could be so good, but then it's like bonehead plays. Like there was a bonehead plays that Trevor Trevor Lawrence made during that game, and I was just like, "What yeah. what are you doing?" Like he then he also got stripped as he's th- and I was like, "You got to know that you don't have time." Like what's going on with your line too, but. I think all in all, they have a Super Bowl uh, winning coach. Trevor Lawrence Sunshine is a is a really good young quarterback. Uh, ETN is a really good running back. Um, and getting Calvin Ridley, I think that was a a sneaky pickup. And I think that's really, really good for them um, in general. So I, I, I do like this Jags pick for sure. I, I think they can make some noise. Um, definitely can make some noise. And I, I'm intrigued to see where they go from here. Speaking um, of noise, though, your next whew. your next uh, team here can they yeah. be beat? They, they are they are the top of the NFC right now. They are the top of the NFL right now, and one of the only undefeated teams remaining. Still, uh, it's the Niners. They absolutely stomped a mud hole in the Cowboys' ass on Sunday. It was I thank them for that. Uh, not just because it was the Cowboys, but I thanked them because it allowed me to go to sleep at around my bedtime. Yeah. Um, yeah. because otherwise it would have been late. Um, <laughs> that game was over before it even started. Uh, Dak had not one, not two, <laughs> but three interceptions. But you know, Dak's not going to throw that many picks this year, and it was Kellen Moore's issue and not Dak. Right. Uh, they made them look like a college team came to play, you know, like the opening week of the the first three to four weeks of college football for most teams, they're playing the worst college teams period. And they don't put up a fight. That's what it looked like. It looked like this was just practice for the Niners. Uh, Christian McCaffrey scored another touchdown. Uh, Brandon Ayuk is the number one wide receiver on that team. It's not Debo. It's Ayuk. And he's been showing that this year, which it's crazy to say because Debo Samuel is a number one wide receiver and would be on most teams, but he's currently how it's slated in productivity. He's number two. And then, oh, this guy, um, George Kittle finally got touchdowns. Uh, he had not not one, uh, not two, but three touchdowns in that game. So and only three receptions too. <laughs> it, 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 my only catches are touchdowns. Hey, whatever. I, I flex on them. Um, this team is scary. 
and what they did on defense <laughs> is even scarier. Uh, Fred Fred Warner is a monster. He is literally the best best linebacker in football. I know people will call Micah that. It's not Micah. It's Fred because of what he does coverage-wise. Micah is more of a blitzing linebacker, right? Fred can do all. He can play coverage really, really well, and he can also blitz very, very well. So uh, that's why I give him the edge over Micah. Uh, it's, it's not too much. It's It's close, though. But the Niners are going to be tough, man, for whoever faces the Niners, and they continue to show it over and over again. And I didn't mention one particular person because I wanted to save it for the end. It's time for everybody to put some respect on Brock Purdy's name because he's not just managing the game. He's actually out there slinging the ball. He's making the right decisions. Some of the throws that he made in that game off balance through tight windows, uh, lofting it over two defenders to place it perfectly into the basket of his receivers. He is not a slouch. He's not to be played with. And again, as I've said to you, Sam, on so many occasions on and off air, this is why you got to have that scouting team that really looks deep into these players. And I'm not talking about the guys that went to the top schools. I'm talking about the guys that fought. Because if you watch his college, one of his toughest battles that he had in college football his whole career was against Jalen Hurts. And they went back and forth, and it was a straight shootout. So this kid can put up numbers, and he's just doing it. And I'm, I'm kudos to him. Kudos to him and the Niners because they are just – they're running on all cylinders. Let's just see if they can keep it going for the entirety of the, the season. Yeah, it's uh, Brock Purdy's – you know, he knows the system really well, it seems. Mm-hmm. He makes quick decisions. You know, he's he's not going to always light up the stat sheet. He's not always going to throw for 300 yards, but they make, you know, the defense certainly helps in field position, special teams, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he makes it, makes it count, right? He only threw the ball 24 times, 252 yards, four touchdowns. They won by, they won by 32 points. So, you know, when you, when you don't, that was probably like when looking at this team for years, it was, you know, can Jimmy G take that? I mean, Jimmy G brought him to a Super Bowl. Can, you know, what are we going to get out of the quarterback position? Yeah. Trey Lance didn't work out. You know, Brock Pert- Purdy's looking like the third pick in the draft opposed to, to Trey Lance right now. And yeah, that's good. I don't, I know this is one of uh, a team taking it out. I just want to ask the question now while we're talking about it. Uh, what does this loss say about the Cowboys? Because I don't know if you heard what Mike said, but oh, don't um, worry, I it, we'll get to it. Okay. We're we're getting ahead of it. I I got something for that. Don't you don't okay. you worry. I will tell you everything how I feel about the Cowboys and what Micah said. Which gotcha. All right, <sighs> I still can't believe what Micah said because he's my guy, as you know, a Penn State guy. Uh, but <laughs> sometimes he just needs to not say certain things and we'll get to that. But yeah, what, what's I your next goal? Team that, I don't know a team that could beat the Niners. I think the closest one is the Eagles when they are on all cylinders, they'll give them a fight here and they could easily win as they have. Yep. So I'm not counting, uh, but I don't as currently stands right now, you know, the Niners this, are the best team right this now. Team's looking good. Looking good. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, I, I have the Bengals. It, you know, uh, Jamar Chase said he's always effing open. Well, he was open. He had a huge game. Joe Burrow finally 
saw some efficiency there with the the deep ball. He had a had a huge night, and uh, you know they they play one more game next week. They're on a bye after that. Can they you know right the ship here? They're only a game out of first place, I think. Yeah, because uh, the AFC sucks. Yeah, so the, they're right there. You know, can can Joe Burrow get healthy and uh, you know continue to play? T they didn't have T Higgins in this game either, but uh, you know it was it was a really solid performance by uh, the Bengals against the Cardinals, and uh, you know it just kind of showed how good this team can be when everything is aligned. And clearly, the quarterback was not healthy for you know, the first four games season is probably not a hundred percent now, but uh, just shows you how dangerous this offense could be for sure. Joe Burrow can kiss my ass. Let's just start there. Okay. Okay. Because you want to do nothing the first few weeks for me in fantasy. And I've been talking to Sam about, man, I'm thinking about getting rid of Joe. And he's not really doing anything. He's he's just just hold hold your horses, goddammit. He's not really doing anything. I put this man on my bench. I pick up CJ. So I currently have three quarterbacks on my my team. That's three. insane. It is. It is really, really insane. But I, I'm trying to pick and figure out who's gonna be my guy for the future and who's gonna be my backup for the future. Okay. Uh and then Joe goes out and does what he does. And he was on my bench this week. He's been starting for me. This whole year, and the one week, I don't start him. He puts up 25. 25. Thank you, Joe. But in what all seriousness, for you? What, huh? Dak do, what did Dak do for you? I didn't have Dak start. I had CJ. I know, but what did he do for you? Uh, I actually, I'll actually look because I'm I'll sure it wasn't you, great. On a four-point per passing touchdown league, he had 4.3 <laughs> points. <laughs> Drop yeah. Dak Prescott. You have yeah. two good quarterbacks. Find a team that likes the Cowboys. Try to get something for Dak, but you don't need Dak. Prescott. Dak had seven points for me in my okay. league. Um, so so and, if it yeah. if it's a league that you roster, you start two quarterbacks. Yeah, you carry three. But I try to get no, something. no, no. He's gonna get dropped. Dak is gonna get dropped because, or, or I might try to trade him to somebody and say put him on the trade block and see what somebody wants and then go from there. Because um, Dak has got to. I, I, he's got to go, but Jamar Chase is always open. Told you, just like AJ Brown is always open. Always, and we're going right to my Eagles. I haven't talked about them at all, but I feel it's time to start talking about my boys. Uh, they're five and zero. They look like they are starting to get the flow of the offense. I one hundred percent would kiss. <laughs> I would kiss Sean Desai right on his forehead if I met him right now for the halftime adjustment that he made with the defense. You want me to tell you why, Sam? Because last year and the year prior to, I had to watch Jonathan Gannon never change the game plan at halftime. And Sean Desai said, Cooper Cup is running all over us in the first half. What are we going to do? In the second half, Cooper Cup had three catches. Three. After going off that offense, think, think about this. You have Puka, you have cup and you have Atwell three phenomenal receivers and they could not do anything offensively. It does help when you have Jalen Carter, who is going to be the defensive rookie of the year, uh, who is probably going to be an all pro at this pace. 
Uh, which is wild what he did. He had two sacks in that game, and it's just not fair. I'm going to send you some footage, Sam, after, so you can watch what he did. Uh, by the way, people, when I see send Sam footage, he gets back to me in three days. So this is going to be like it's not going to age well. Um, but <laughs> I'm going to send it to him anyway, and then we'll talk about it at some point. And then he'd be like, "Oh yeah, no, dude, I saw that." And I'm like, "Huh? What?" Anyway. Jalen looks like he's getting better. I can't keep up with all the things you send me. I don't send you too much. You act like I send you a whole book. I send you like one article like every three hours. Calm it down. Unless there's like a unless there's like a some heat that comes in and I just send you rapid fire. Anytime I, I see I something, you, people, listeners, I get the notification comes from Bleacher Report or ESPN or something, and before it even like the notification goes off my screen, Brandon texts me it. So he's on he's on top. I'm on it. I'm on it. I like to know what's going on right then and there. And I'm sometimes I beat them because I see it on Twitter right away when it happens. Uh, Jalen starting to pick it up. Uh, he's yep. starting to really feel comfortable. You can see on uh, this offense, they do have a problem in the red zone right now. And that's an issue. Uh, and and I and Jalen needs to clean up those turnovers. But the running game's there. The defense is there. Um I do feel that Bradbury and also Slay also need to pick it up because the best person in at DB right now is Reed Blakenship. So, uh, but it's all starting to come together. Uh, I, I Hassan Reddick finally got two sacks. He he was out there doing what he had to do and he closed out the game. So I'm just I'm happy, but there's so much more. But a win's a win, Tim. That's all Dude, that matters. The brotherly shove cannot be stopped. <laughs> Can I talk about that for a second? Hey, have the floor. It's it's your. Do you call it the tush push or the brotherly no, shove? No, it's the brotherly shove. I like that a lot. The yeah. tush push sounds so. Go sensitive. ahead, tell people we've been meaning to talk about this for a couple weeks now. Sam, you you're uh, you're a Drew Brees stand. I am. Got so you watched, you watched me. See it? you watched all his uh, career. I did from Purdue to uh, to now. Drew Brees did a lot of QB sneaks, didn't he? At the goal line. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's Tom, some in there. Tom Brady, we talked about Slower earlier. Molasses, but always got the first down. Always, always got that QB sneak. Always, always was able to get through or jump over the top. Did you hear the league talking about it's not safe or we need to change the rule on that when they were doing that? I I can't recall. No, you can't recall because it never happened. Because it, yeah. That's why you can't recall. I heard some takes. I mean, there was a tweet or something like, do we need to ban the brotherly shove? And I'm like, why? What? And this isn't even me like liking you or liking, you know, the Eagles. It's just like, what? Why? why? Just stop why? it. Just it, like it, everything else. Do we have to stop the Wildcat? Was the Wildcat ridiculous? Yes. Yes. Did but you got to stop it. You got to stop it. And Until that's they it. learn to stop it, they're gonna keep doing it. And I don't blame I don't blame you for doing it. Micah said it himself too. He said he's you gotta stop it. Like stop everybody stop complaining about it. Just stop it. If you want it to don't be like the idiot fans say, Oh, you gotta hurt them, blah, 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 or this is cheating, or you're doing it in the middle of the field. Stop them. If you want it to be stopped, stop them. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. It's totally. it's just the dumbest thing ever, and you're upset that we have a quarterback that squats like 600 pounds, so he's able to just push on his own with that and get through that hole, but then he has guys up front that are able to push the pocket. Like, what do you want them to do? Yeah. It works. It works. Whatever. They're mad. It works 92% of the time, Sam. That's why. 60% of the time, it works. Every time? 
No, 90 per two. 99, I said 90 per two. 92% of the time, it works. I've, I've been meaning to bring this up real quick while we're talking about Jalen. I don't know of another – I've never seen another quarterback, speaking of squats, that like gets the ball, like squats down like that when it's, well, it's you, incredible. That well, you know why he does it, do right? And then get up. And and maneuver around the pocket or set and throw. Well, he has yeah, to do yeah, that. No, he said no. because Kelsey is. He said he's he has the weirdest hike that he's ever dealt with. And he says as soon as you said the hike, the ball is on you so quick. So that's why he's down there like a catcher essentially. Yeah, he's like a, and he's like waiting for it. Yeah, behind he's, there, like he's ready to go, ready to go. That that's why he he's, does it. He he revealed it when he was on um, what is it? New Heights. Yeah. Uh, and he, that's why he said it. He's like, that's why I'm there. Cause it, he's like, as soon as he says hike, the ball's like right on you. And so that's, that's the reasoning behind it. So yeah. Yeah. What's, but your, to, what's your dub? Uh, yeah. Real quick on, you know, this Rams team looked like it was going to give you guys a hard, hard time. And you were worried about this game all week. I was. And yeah, the, those adjustments at halftime, like they, you, you shut them out after that and you didn't have to to do much after that and, yep. and kudos there and you know cooper cup looked like he you know hasn't missed a step and jalen said it to him that they can share the field there and um you know and both be effective there so yeah yeah kudos there it was a big win even though the records or the stats may not say so but yeah and that's why i said it earlier i you know i think once your team hits its stride i don't know of another team that right now you can date it right now that would you know, go up against this Niners team and give them a fight, like a real, you know, yeah, have a beer, a great game. Um, but we'll see. Uh, last, uh, you know, back in Denver, Jets. This one goes to my Jets here. Gave me a heart attack. This game was ugly as hell. A lot of fumbles, a lot of picks, a lot of really silly, bad decisions from both coaching staffs, from both quarterbacks here. Uh, but they got the uh, the Jets got the W, and and more importantly, and they say they weren't buying into this narrative, but uh, Nathaniel Hackett got the only game ball at the end from Robert Sala and deserved it there. He did. Um, you know, had a short and volatile career as the Denver Broncos head coach, but you knew this game meant a lot for him, and you know. You unleashed Brees Hall earlier in the week. You said he, the snap count's gone. He's, he's ready to go. He ran for like, what, 177 yeah, on a field where run. he tore his ACL last year. Yep. And, you know, just looking like, you know, the dynamic running back that he can be. And it was it was just a, a great game from him. Uh, Zach Wilson made some great throws. He made some stupid mistakes, especially near the end of the game, uh, you know, the end of the first half where he didn't show no urgency to get his team up to, to spike the ball that's on him and throwing uh, near the end of the fourth quarter, they're throwing to the sideline, but still being in bounds. And uh, that, that was a mistake there, but again, it all gets uh, washed away when you get, when you come home with the W there and um, you know, this jets team shows that, they're pretty talented. You could get some consistency out of your offense. And, uh, you know, it, it could have been a special season for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, they won this game. This is their mini Super Bowl right now um, because 
this was such a big uh, conversation in the offseason. And now here we are. They were able to pull it together. Regardless of how you win, it doesn't matter if it's it's pretty or ugly. A win's a win. At the end hey, of the day, the one in the, the win, win column, that's it. As Jalen said, keep the main thing the main thing. That's it. Winning is winning. That's all that matters. So uh, with that, let's get right into the L's. Well, actually, Sam has an honorable mention here, which is uh, the Detroit Lions. Uh, and the Lions are just doing their damn thing. And they are they're showing consistency. They've shown that they have learned over these past tough years uh, that uh, under Dan Campbell, that even when they were in close games and could have potentially won, could have swayed their way, those games have helped build them to what they are right now. They even won with Amon St. Brown not even playing, yep. which is saying a lot when your star wide receiver is not playing. This team is built for the playoffs, and I just want to send them love on, on that for sure. Shout out to David Montgomery. I traded for David Montgomery in a league that I've won three times and I'm 0-4, and I'm having this existential crisis about it because I've <laughs> never really been 0-4. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I traded Garrett Wilson for David Montgomery. So I bought high on David Montgomery and just assuming I, I'm pretty stacked at, at wide receiver, so I'm okay um, there. But you know, having Saquon out every week hurts. And but how, David Montgomery, yeah. he's picking up where Jamal Williams left off. This, this goal line uh, offense is, is special. And Sam Laporta had a big game too. That defense is playing well. I know it's the Panthers. We reference, reference Bryce Young at the top. He's not quite there yet. He's, you know, a lot's going on. You could see it. You could see him thinking way too much behind there and uh, under center there. But so, yeah, this team's not, the Panthers team's not good, but this Lions team is. And they could, they continue to play like this. They can definitely make some noise. They're already making noise in the NFC and, uh, you know, be right up there with, with how the Eagles are playing and the Niners and one of the top teams of this league because they're playing like it and they've, Play through adversity, as you mentioned, and they just want to win. And they're really good at football. Well said. Uh, the the L's, the first L here is the Cowboys. They are three and two now. They have lost to the Cardinals and they have lost to the Niners. And what I mean lost to the Niners, they absolutely did not show up. Um, they are... This is why so many people give them so much shit every single year and their fan bases because they start off hot and then they have these these fumbles out the gate and or, or at some point and it's just like you these are the games that people are looking at Dak Prescott because you have t- a, a team that's built on paper to go far but every time it's one of these games Dak Prescott doesn't show up it's easy to win or look good when you're up by 20 or up by 10 or up by two touchdowns. It's easy to win when your team, your defense is scooping and scoring. But when is Dak going to be, as I talked to you about Justin Herbert, said when is Dak is going to be that guy that gets them to the next spot? Sam, I don't think that's ever going to happen. I think we've hit the height of what you know what Dak is it's been yep. 
what, 2017? Uh, yep. 2016 draft, I think it was. I think it was 16. Yeah, because that's when Romo, that was Romo's last year, right? Um, we know what Dak Prescott is. Dak Prescott is an above average quarterback in this league. It's hard to play quarterback in this Kirk league. Kirk Cousins. Uh, dude, right now, I would take Kirk Cousins over Dak to run my offense. No doubt. I mean, uh, we've talked about this all season so Man, far, yep. but. Uh, we know what Dak Prescott is, and you know he's just kind of limited. You know we've seen the 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 top, and we know the bottom can be pretty low, as you just mentioned, seven fantasy points in your league or whatever it was. So, you know when your defense is playing crazy good and you don't have to do much, like the first couple games of the season, it's fine. But the the you know he led the league in picks, right, or just throughout his career, he's up there with picks. He well, doesn't no, no, last year up. was his first. Prior to last year, he took care of the ball. Oh, he really? wasn't up okay. there. Last year, he led the league in picks. But prior to that, he took care of the ball. But ever since last year and post-injury, Dak has been letting that ball sail. Absolutely sail. And it's a major problem because you said it was Jason Garrett. You said it was Kellen Moore. Yeah. And now it's Mike McCarthy running this and the same thing's still happening. So at what point, like I said to you, I think it was last week or the week prior to, at what point do you say this experiment with Dak is over? It's over because you cannot win us these big games. This is three games now that they played the Niners, three games in a row that they have lost to the Niners. They cannot beat the Niners. And I'm not saying that's an easy task to do because the Niners are a team that's built to compete for a Super Bowl. But when you when you say that you're a team that's uh, ready for the Super Bowl, that you guys are ready to make some noise, that you're you're one of the best defenses in the league and whatnot, and you do all this talking and then you try to put it and put it on the media, is wild to me. Or when you do in the case of what Micah did, which again this this bothers me because I love Micah Parsons because of his connection to Penn State. I don't love seeing him as a Cowboy, as you know, Sam. For the listeners, it may not. But Micah went on to say earlier uh, yesterday when when you guys hear this. So on Tuesday when it was, excuse me, when Monday when we recorded uh, Monday evening. But Micah went on to say on a live, he said on Bleacher Report, he said, I don't think, referring to the Niners, I don't think they're uh, they're really at a higher level than us. I think we're the same caliber playoff team, if not the same talent standard as them. I just feel like we need to really reconsider some things, get together, or get together and fix some things. I feel like we, it was a few plays away. The score didn't really shape what happened out there. Micah, are you smoking crack? What is going on with you that you think that you were that you guys are close to them? I- yeah, you you can't literally say you think you're close to them, and you got to fix a couple things. You got blown out. You're not close to them. If you were close to them, the game would have been close. It just it makes no sense to me. Now, to be fair to the Cowboys, as I said to you when the injury happened, I said losing Diggs is going to be a big part of what is going to happen to faces. But that's just on the defensive side. What about the offense? You didn't lose yeah, anybody on offense. There's nobody in the offense you lost. But you've got, got against the Cardinals defense either. You know, you went out and got Brandon Cooks. 
who is a slot king that can destroy you over the middle of the field. You keep sending him on go routes. You got C.D. Lamb, who I believe is really a not a, a guy that should be lined up outside. It should be a slot wide receiver. And you can't even get the ball to him. I, I, there's nothing on this offense, and you know why? And I, I'm, I know I gave him his props before in the game plan that he called earlier this season, but you can see that his offense is very, very predictable. It looks like the offense that was in Green Bay years ago with Mike McCarthy. It is very, very predictable. It's very, very old school. There's nothing about it that's really unique that is really throwing teams off, which is why you saw the cards play the way that they played and why you saw the Niners play the way they played. You have two offenses that are actually creative and are doing things and defenses that are doing the same thing. So I don't know what the Cowboys have to do. They do have some really, really, really good pieces and championship pieces on their team. But as long as Dak is under center, they're not going anywhere. Point blank, period. Yeah, it's it's hard to say otherwise. Again, it's been seven. We've seen this for seven years now. The you know, I just think, yeah, you, you should at some point move on from Dak Prescott. He's not your guy. I just don't know what that replacement, who that would be, and how that would change the team. Unless it's someone ready, like someone that can play, someone that, you know, is a free agent that can just come in and play, then sure, you you keep the momentum going there. I, you know, I I just don't know if you're going to get any further than making the playoffs and losing in a round or two. You Mm -hmm. know, that's just kind of, we've seen it. That's what it is. Nothing has shown differently. A lot of criticism for Kellen Moore, as you mentioned but you cannot have a more different offense now with Mike McCarthy, as you mentioned. It's just slow. Yep. It's slow to pro. It's slow processing. It's slow to like they're they're not playing with the tempo there, and it's it's a mess. But we knew this was happening, right? Uh, and, it, yeah. It's the same thing every year. Uh, who's your first L, Sam? My, it's the Patriots. We just we talked about it at length at the top with Mac. I heard something that Bill committed to having Max start this week too. Like, come on, man! Uh, if he did, I, if he did, he's he's just lying through his teeth. He's in denial. Yeah. Uh, seventy-two and three. They've been outscored the last two games. That sixty-nine unanswered points. Sixty-nine unanswered points uh, to this Cowboys team that we just mentioned, and and to the Saints team that came into your building kicked your butt and Derek Carr has like one good arm and it's not his throw. You know, it's yeah, his throwing arm. That's not the good arm. So mm-hmm. yeah, we talked about it a lot, but Patriots, it's a mess there. Um, one of my Patriot friend, one of my best friends texts me yesterday and he goes, is this what being a Jets fan feels like? And I laughed and I said, at least the Jets fans know what they are. Yeah. And yeah. that's the difference. Yeah, that's, that's just welcome to welcome to irrelevancy. Welcome to the dumpster. You know, I, not that I think this Jets team is there, but no, but you're talking about past years. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm used to the feeling. Yeah, you guys, are the, you guys are on the ascension now, even, yeah. even with and they are just plummeting. So, again, as I said earlier, I'm just very happy to see them taking these L's. I'm not happy to see 
the leader of this team take an L, but I am very happy that I don't have to hear Broncos country let's ride this year uh, because that ride is got no wheels and has a missing link in the track. And it is going absolutely nowhere or straight down into a disaster. Uh, the Broncos have been terrible. And, and Russ has, as I said last week, Russ has looked good. This game he made some some he he showed like this is he's not the same guy or that he was just really really disguised in in seattle so it's kind of like the opposite of what we saw in seattle uh or excuse me we saw in new england with what is happening with russ russ was i feel shielded when he was there playing for the seahawks and now that he's left and not having Pete carroll you can see and this is a world of difference It's not to say that he doesn't have weapons around him. And it's not to say that he doesn't have a, a, a solid defense, even though they're not playing like that at all this year. Um, but he just looks really, really bad. Like in, in moments like the game against your team uh, running to the sideline and carrying the ball down low and getting stripped uh, yeah. and then having it picked up and, and brought to the crib like it. And then Sean Payton all in his ear and stuff like that. It, it's just, it's it's not going to work, and one of the two is going to have to go. And I would not be surprised if we saw Russ get benched very very soon. I I, I feel it's on the horizon. It shouldn't be, but I feel it's on the horizon. Man. Well, look, it's you know the new ownerships there. They inherited yeah. this crazy deal with Russell Wilson, and they got to pick their head coach in Sean Payton, and. Sean Payton did not get to pick his quarterback, even though he went to that team knowing very well that he's stuck with Russell Wilson. So, yeah, I mean, he's had he's put up stats at times, Russ, but it looks like the same dysfunctional offense that we gave Nathaniel Hackett and company a lot of help for last year. It's just, you know, it's it's a mess. It's clunky. They're making silly mistakes. Yeah, that strip of. um Russ there, that pickup by Bryce Hall was beautiful, though. It was so nice. Um, but yeah, this team's a mess, and I wouldn't, I don't expect much to come from it, to be honest. There, uh, my uh, another L I got to throw out there real quick is Commanders Thursday night. How do you lose to a team <laughs> coming in to your building that? has aside from the the previous game like played like that like how do you let that happen and you know even magic johnson a uh, uh, part of the ownership group now the new ownership group in washington was very just very open on twitter or whatever x about <laughs> his thoughts on this washington team they uh you know sam howell turned into a pumpkin again and you know this this team couldn't make anything happen on all. It's a great time to turn to a pumpkin, by the way. Just yeah, there you go. It's seasonal. Mm -hmm. But yeah, this this Commanders team is uh, you know just got outplayed, outcoached by a Chicago team that's had a myriad of questions all year, and uh, that just can't happen, especially on an island game like Thursday night. You can't you can't do that. Yeah, they're they're a weird team. Is because they have some some really good defensive players, uh, and we saw them play up to the Eagles. And then since then, it's just like, what 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 are you doing, right? Uh, offensively, I don't 
I don't know what they're doing. Um, and I'm not blaming the enemy. It's, it's the play of what's going on out there. Um, as I said to you before, I'll say it again. I am not, uh, how can I say it? I'm not a person that calls for other people's jobs, but there's no way that this team is going to be successful with Ron Rivera coaching this team. It's just not feasible. It, it's, it's been shown the, the fact that he didn't take the risk and said that his team was tired when they could have went for the extra point and put the Eagles away, a division rival, a team that went to the Super Bowl last year. You know how much uh, how much uh, confidence would have been built in that locker room for winning that game? And like, yeah, no, we, we beat them. Like, we brought it to them. You, you don't know how much energy that would carry on to the next week. Yeah, they might have got up for the game and maybe flat the next week anyway still, but you got you to gotta be able to show your guys like, hey, I got you if you got me. And I don't think Ron puts that out there like that. That's just my feeling. I'm not in the locker room. That's just my assumption from what I'm seeing. Uh, it, it's just too many, too many coaching mistakes to me for this team. Yeah, so. Going into the season, we knew that seat was hot. Especially another example, the uh, the team that just bought this uh, with Josh Harris, right? He owns the 76ers, just bought this team, hired McEn- uh, Brian B. Enemy, did not hire Ron Rivera, did not draft Sam, ha- Sam Howell, a fifth round pick. You go into a season with a fifth round pick who had one, who, who started one game and, and played really well. I, li- I like Sam Howell as a prospect. Yeah. He just, he did not have, he had an awful game despite, you know, despite throwing for 388 yards. He he also never really had a a veteran to really learn the game from, you know, in the NFL, which I think they could have had that. Um, There's a lot of, a lot of decent quarterbacks out there, Sam, that could be on this team that could help them potentially get to where they need to go or, or learn. I would be okay with uh, RG3 reunion. I'm just saying. Um, I don't know, man. I think the RG3 ship has sailed now. I don't think so. I, I think I think he still there's still a chance for him to get and be a backup. I, I would not be surprised. I don't. There there's a couple quarterbacks that I think their their ship has sailed, and I think it's like Cam Cap, um, couple other back backups that are like not even thought about anymore. Um, one's coaching um, for uh, what you call it, Frank Reich, uh, but he's a good coach now. Um, can't think of his name. Uh, McCowan. Uh, long, long time. Like People like that, I, I don't think they're going to get a, a chance, period, but it is what it is. Oh, uh, I believe RG wants to play. I just don't know if that... I'd take RG play. over uh, Danny Ducks right now. I would. I'd go call G- RG right now. I mean, they need to put Tyrod Taylor in there and just let him do what well, he's going to do. Right? He got hurt. He got hurt because a uh, his line uh, is Swiss cheese, and and they have no offense. Uh, I'm still there. Is still a um, missing poster all around the tri-state for Darren Waller because uh, Lord knows where he is. Um, yeah, I, this team is is bad. It's really, really bad. And I, I've got to tell you something, Sam. Um, 
so confession time, I've openly Uh-oh. made sure that I've let some of my Giants friends hear this. Now, normally I don't talk trash, but I had to hear. You don't talk trash? No, when it comes to teams like that, like I just talk on the yeah. podcast. Yeah. But when yeah. it comes to, I love talking trash, but not when it comes to teams. Like I, I really leave people alone. But when people come and bring it to my front step, and are talking about my quarterback and my team and saying this when their team uh, has only beat us, I think three times in the last eight years, if I remember correctly, it is now. Um, please don't talk to me about what's going on over on this side is because you've been watching our team go to the Super Bowl. You've been watching our team stop a mud hole in you. you you've been watching our team do things. We beat you three times last year. So, uh, I've just made a couple of them, you know, may have slid into some friends DMs and said, hey, you know, you suck and so does your team uh, type things. But um, I'm enjoying what's going on with the Giants. I don't enjoy it for my boy Saquon. Um, and I wish Saquon would be healthy because uh, that's been his knock. Uh, but I, I, I don't. Like I said, they need to move on from Dak. They've been needing to move on from Daniel Jones. He was never, he was never that dude. And I, I feel like they were just like, okay, like he, he came from the the Eli camp, Eli and Peyton camp. He went to the Manning camp and all that. And he learned this stuff, and he was pretty decent. Like he he was okay in college. Like he wasn't any guy that was slinging it down the field. Like you y'all made a mistake, and then he duped you and got a contract out of it. A bigger contract, like you, you're an I idiot. We've talked. I just think they were stuck. And and to your point about the Eagles, I know your, uh, you know your your friends, our friends, are you know running their running their mouth enough about the Eagles. I think the Giants have a lot more problems than thinking about what your team's doing. <laughs> they, they, they are so they far they, in the, uh, you know, they are so far behind. They can't even see. They see. They don't even see the dust. From your fucking tires. Nope. Excuse me. Nope. Excuse nope. my language. They don't, no, don't even excuse see the language. The, uh, I like it. Talk it. I they like don't it. even see. I'm just saying. There's a lot more problems that yeah, the yeah. Uh, yeah that the Giants have right now, and uh, one of them is your quarterback has been sacked 16 times in the last two days. Whether he's holding on to the ball or not, too long or not, <laughs> which probably is. I have not watched every one of these snaps. I don't care to. I don't but, either. You know that that's. That's a problem. That's a problem. And then when your rookie right tackle is running his mouth after being rated one of the poorest tackles in, in football, calling fans, fair weather fans and saying, what are they? They're going to go home to their jobs and flip burgers. Excuse me. I'm a Jets fan. It's in my blood not to like the Giants. And I do. I like the Giants. I love Eli Manning. He's a fraternity brother of mine. I love Eli. He's the man. Uh I have no ill will towards the Giants, but I'm offended by that. And I'm sure you're offended by that. And again, it's in your blood to not like the Giants because of of who you root for and 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 all of that. But seriously, dude. That's not, it's like, not a surprise. It's 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 how some of these people feel, but it, it it's what people do in general, Sam, which is why I'm not actually offended by this. Is because it's him. When people are having rough times in the world, and this is an opportunity for some people to learn what's going on. Don't don't reply to this. He's clearly showing you that he's having a hard time. This is he's having, as Sam mentioned, he's rated as one of the worst linemen in football. 
PFF. That, think, 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 think about that. In football, currently, he is one of the worst linemen. He knows it. His team knows it. The whole fan base knows it. Statistic, the, the statisticians know this. So he knows that everybody's looking at him like, damn, I suck. Right? So some people, when they are in these predicaments, they project. And that's exactly what he's doing. It's easy for him to say that and and because he's got millions of dollars, he's upset. He wants to play well. And I get it. He, nobody wants to not do what their their dream is or do what they're doing work-wise and, and do it poorly. Nobody wants to do that, right? And he's doing that on a national scale for a major fan base. And all he has to do is sit there and watch this and hear all these fans every time he walks off the field say something to him. He is hurt. He is hurt. So for him, yes, was that the right thing to say? Absolutely not. That is asinine to say for these people that that come into this damn arena or follow you guys around, and they are essentially the reason why you're getting paid. Because if there was no fans, there would be no team, which means you wouldn't be getting paid, right? So just understand that this is coming from anger within him and he's projecting so yeah. for me i don't i don't look at it that way like it's it's whatever like you don't affect me bro like it's not you're not like yeah. you're giving me money anyway you're not doing anything for me you're not moving the needle for me so hopefully you look, learn from I, this if i was a giants fan i'm not losing sleep over it no. and i know it's just no. fodder for for the airwaves and for you know for what we do for you know wfan out there espn fox whatever uh kudos to saquon he said, if I could give him advice, I'd say never pick with fans. And I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but he's basically said they were here before you and they're going to be here long after you're gone. Yep. So yep. and, you know, so shout outs there. What's your last L, Sam? It's uh, if the my thing with it's the Panthers. We talked about it. They Bryce looks lost. I mean, the rumblings that Frank Reich's not the guy. I think that's ridiculous. Um, they gave up a ton there, you know, the talk about the cover being bare. It's, it's going to be some lean years here in Carolina, um, because, because of some of the, the trades and, and things they've made, um, you know, thank you for Brees Hall, by the way, what we traded you, Sam Darnold. Uh, so it's, it's going to be, it's going to be rough, but, um, we talked a lot about that. So let's, uh, let's just get to, uh, that time of the week. It's time for your power rankings, Brandon. All right, we got number five, uh, new to the rankings because uh, they have just been consistent, steady. Uh, they are a, a favorite of the Chasing Points podcast is the Lions. We talked about it earlier, and they are showing what they could be, who they could be, and they are looking kind of scary. Like I said, they won without their best wide receiver. That should put people on notice, too. Uh, at number four, they dropped down this week uh, because of their loss to the Jags. It's the Bills. I really, really, really blame it on uh, on the travel. But then also, they've been hit by the injury bug so crazy this year. And it it, it doesn't look like it's going to get better, but we'll, we'll see. Um, at three, the Dolphins, because they look like they are back on track after – uh, playing the Bills and losing the Bills, uh, losing to the Bills, they are so fast. But I know now there's a, a potential injury to Achan, which is not good for that speedy thing. I know they have Moster uh, still there, but ha having Achan back there and that speed, this, like I said, it's just it's a Formula One race when these guys get on the field. Uh, two, two and one are still the same. The Eagles are two. 
Uh, and, and the Niners are one, and it's very easy. They're both 5-0. and They both are playing. Uh, the Niners are playing their best. The Eagles are starting to play better. Um, and, and it's just they are the best teams uh, in football right now. So that is my power ranking for this week. Thoughts? I, I like it. I, I agree with the Bills thing um, off the you know top. I think that's fine. Um, despite losing, I, I we talked about it. I credit a lot to that. Mm-hmm. Just the lack of adjustments to to six seven hours you know difference in England there. Yeah, yeah. great job. And talking about great job, you uh, inching closer. I had like a or no, I had a one game lead. You you got rid of that for our picks, uh, excluding tonight's Monday night football game. That's the Raiders and the Packers. Uh, you went nine and four. I went eight and five. And then our listeners on Instagram went eight and five as well. So for the year, we are both tied with 51 wins. Instagram listeners need a little catch up. They got 47 here. Okay. Um, well, yeah, let's, let's do it. Uh, Hayes, let's, uh, get through to our picks here. All right. Uh, the, the teams that are on a buy this week are the Steelers and Packers, uh, we have the Thursday night football game is the Broncos and Chiefs. Uh, Sam and I both have the Chiefs on the Ravens at Titans, both Ravens, Panthers at Dolphins, Dolphins, Saints at Texans. Sam has the Saints. I have the Texans. Real quick, why do you have the Saints? I think this game will be close, so I'm just trying to. You, I'm just trying to be a little different here. Uh, Saints. I don't know how much of it was New England last of uh, this week, this past week, but. Um, you know, the Saints are surprising some people. I that said, I, I do like this Texans team, uh, probably just as much as you. Um, but I, I just think right now the Saints are a better team. Really hurts me to like a, a Ohio State quarterback, but what they're doing right now, uh, and this young man yeah, is completely he's special. He's he still special. has not even thrown an interception yet, and they're still doing what they have to do. And they could have and should have won the game against the Falcons, yeah. but they didn't. So uh, Colts he, at Jags. Go ahead. He will not lose a game like that again. No, like, I'm sure he'll learn. He'll learn from yeah. it. Uh, Colts at Jags. Uh, uh, we both have Jags. I think this is very simple for probably both of us. And I'll just say this commentary is probably because our boy Richardson is not going to be there. So uh, Seahawks at Bengals. We both have Bengals. Vikings at Bears. Uh, that This one was very interesting because I, I was going to be a prisoner in a moment. But Vikings. Uh, Niners. Browns. Niners. Uh, Patriots. Uh, Raiders. Raiders. Lions, Buccaneers, Lions, um, cars at Rams, both have Rams. And the game that hopefully Sam is watching with me because he's never answered me because, you know, remember that I said about the Sam not getting back on time. I answered thing? you. I you answered not. you. You did not. I did. Uh, I Eagles did. at Jets. Uh, and we both have the Eagles. Uh, Sunday night football. Giants at Bills. Uh, the only New York team is going to win is going to be the Bills. Um, and to Sam's point. Uh, that he has mentioned, please get the Giants off primetime TV. We do not need to see them on primetime TV at all. Thank you. Please remove them. Uh, and then the Monday Night Football game, Chargers, our Cowboys at Chargers. Sam has the Chargers, or excuse me, Cowboys, which is wild. Uh, and I have the I'm Chargers. Changing it. I'm changing it. I, I, I can't change that. <laughs> I, I stick with what you got. You want to step out and stuff like that. You might, you might be right. They might come back. I might be right, but I'm, I don't know. Okay. I'm just, I'm going to pick the, the chargers head off this week. Extra day off there too. We, uh, at, I'm just pointing it out cause we missed it. Uh, commanders at Falcons. We both found the Falcons. Okay, cool. Again, doesn't who, who cared about that one? Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just putting it on the record there. Yeah. 
Uh, Monday Night Football tonight, we both picked the Packers over the Raiders just yes. for mm-hmm. us. Sake there. Hey, some playoffs happen in baseball. We'll wrap up with this. Uh, Tampa Bay's gone. Bye bye. Happy about that. Bye-bye. The Rangers just uh, stomped Tampa Bay, swept them in two games in front of no one. Can we talk about 20,000 people coming to a playoff game? Uh, Come on. Uh, so it, it, was at the, it was in uh, Tampa. Yeah, Tampa. Uh, yeah, their fan base is ass. Yeah. That's what exactly what it is. Like 19 and 20,000 was the, the number attendance. I know there were day games, but come on, man. It's a playoff game. Uh, Texas is now up two nothing, two two games to nothing on Baltimore, which is surprising. But, you know, I've been talking about this Ranger team all year. I've talked about the Oriole team, too. But, um, yeah, Texas, this offense is, is special. It's going to cause some problems. Uh, Minnesota swept Toronto. This is just our like, this is our Super Bowl right here, man. Uh, Toronto, we we got to dive into this maybe in the off season baseball here, like these Toronto Blue Jays. Please, um, uh, Minnesota right now is tied with Houston, one game apiece. There, Arizona swept Milwaukee. Philly swept Miami. Um, I like this Arizona team a lot. I thought Milwaukee's pitching would be the deciding factor, but Brennan Woodruff was hurt. So Arizona now leads LA one nothing after Clayton Kershaw just got completely bombed. He gave up like six runs before even recording an out on Saturday. And I watched some of that game uh, out with my buddy. And uh, yeah, you, you said it to me offline. You could say it right now. It's, it's like the old Clayton Kershaw when it comes to playoff time. Yep. He just jokes, just jokes. I don't, I don't get it. He's one of the best pitchers that we've ever seen. And then it just comes to the playoffs and he just shits the bed. I don't get it. And Philly uh, took care of business against Miami. And now they're one up on the Braves after I think they shut him out. So not um, that that'll be a really good series. Bryce Harper, since becoming a Philly, those numbers are insane uh, in, in the postseason. Uh, he's I really hate you, Brian alive. Cashman. I yeah. hate you, Brian Cashman. Dude, he was good. He shaved his beard and said he'd play first base. I hate you, Brian Cashman. He's left-handed. This podcast name is I hate you, Brian Cashman. That's that's it. I hate you, Brian Cashman. I hate you. I hate you. Continue, Sam. That's it. That's uh. So this Philly Braves uh, series is going to be fun to watch. Probably my favorite series. Um, like most hyped when it when it came about, but that's it for baseball. I'm sure we'll dive into it a little more as the playoffs go on, and certainly the off season. Uh, and I'll just get ahead here. What I'm looking forward to this week. Uh, let's go Liberty down to the uh, the Aces one one game to nothing. So um, hopefully they can turn that around. But it's, it it'll be a fun series to watch for sure. What about you, Hayes? What are you looking forward to this week? Definitely the same. Uh, need the need the ladies to turn it around. Uh, the first game was a tough game, but they are also going against the defending champs. Uh, yep. So it, it's not a slouch. They've been the two best teams in the league all year. We knew this was kind of kind of happen. We just needed it to play out the way that we thought it was going to, and it has. Uh, so hopefully the ladies can turn it around. Uh, so looking forward to that. Also looking forward to some more uh, preseason NBA basketball. I think today when we're recording this, uh, women Yana Yamba goes against Chet, which is a good matchup. And oh, nice, I have nice. I have Chet as the rookie of the year, even though Wimby is going to be there. But I still have Chet being that because he was injured last year and didn't play. So looking forward to that. Um, and I might watch a little uh, 
a little of the Phillies play. The Phillies are kind of like capturing my heart a little bit. I'm, I'm not even going to lie to you because they they just got that fight in them. They got that dog in them, so I like it. So, yeah, uh, close it out, Sam. Did you know that I saw this crazy Tony Gwynn stat that Kyle Schwarber has struck out like 200 times and is batting below 200 this year? And in a whole decade, Tony Gwynn didn't even strike out that much. <laughs> Tony Gwynn was a monster. Yeah. The, Tony Gwynn's stats are insane. I know I send them to you all the time, but they are. They're, uh, him and Greg Maddox, they have some of the craziest stats ever. But yeah, that's it, man. Thanks so much for listening. Chasing Points Podcast. Tell your friends, follow us on Instagram at Chasing Points Podcast. Uh, for Brandon, my name is Sam. Thank you so much. Till next week. Peace. Go get some pumpkin spice.